Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. And this is Zach Whittington, episode 83. You know what that means. We're to the T minus 17 countdown to the centennial episode, Dan. 100th episode. Obviously, though, Zach, we didn't miss last week, so we are uh, should be on 84, but, you know, sometimes you got to take a little break. I felt a little under the weather last week. Zach had a trip for the uh, final regular season game of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and, yes, we do have some things to talk about with the Charlotte Hornets coming up. We'll see where we land at point, what point we start talking about that. I feel like any time would be perfect. But, Zach, how's it going since last time we've been on the pod? It's pretty good. I'm feeling the, uh, the full-fledged adulthood, full-time, work, work, work all day long. Busy life, man. It really is like, I feel like we talked about this last week a little bit too, but, I mean, just got to keep things going. It's all about carpet. You got to keep things in, in, in focus. Find a couple hours for yourself throughout the week just to do something you want. Yeah, and uh, self-care, hashtag, all 2021. All 2021. But, that, man, it is a year for self-care. After the year we had last year, everybody stuck inside and whatnot, everything being strange as all get out. Let's take, let's do some self-care, you know? I mean, who better to take care of than yourself? And mind that, your own business. That's true. I like that, too. like that. Mind your own business. Take care of yourself. Moody Sports. Moody Sports. Let's get into it, Zach. First off. Greenville Triumph. We could talk talk about our local sport sporting football team. Football. 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 Uh the Greenville Triumph are currently Sporting Greenville. Three oh and one. You know? It's not exactly a dub coming off the Union Omaha win, which I really would have liked to get, uh, with us being on ESPN two last Saturday. But that being said, it was not a loss, was not a blowout of any sort. We looked good, I felt like, for, you know, most of, pretty much all of the first half. Some of the beginning of the second half was a little rough. We looked a little out of it, but uh, a few subs late did make us seem to get us clicking a little bit. But 1-1 one, one draw. Zach, first game of the season. How was it for you? Do you enjoy it? Um, Attendance was up. Mask were down. Beer was cold. The beer was flowing, for sure. There was a smoke bomb guy two rows up, and he burned a hole in a flag that was nearby. One of the embers hit my hand and burned. He uh, painted some guy's shirt with the smoke bomb green after we scored our goal. So, you know, it's not always just peaches and cream in the fan section. You it know? gets a little hectic in there sometimes, It's a little man. hectic. Football. Football. There's it, balls flying around. Yeah, keep an eye on head on a swivel. You're right behind you goal. Took the words out of my mouth. Head on a swivel, folks. And good time. Always supporting the the uh, the lads down there in Greenville at old uh, Legacy Park. I I mean, it looked great. Uh, we got a good new forward. Help me with the name. Lomas Mario Lomas. Lomas. Lomas up front. Still got Lachlan McLean playing over there up the front too. Some new additions. Got some old faces. Dallas J and Goal had a great game. You couldn't really help the goal he gave up. That, was, that was a tough. I mean, it was a banger of a shot. Union Omaha typically has really nice goals against us each time we play. Um, but, I don't usually score goals, Dan. But when I do, I make them usually nice. Well, but, 
Well, and this was a game in which, really, honestly, you wanted to try to, to sort of assert yourself as the more dominant of the two teams because this is definitely proving to be, at this point, in the USL League One as far as just rivalries and teams that have developed into what look like continuous championship contenders. Union Omaha, I hate to say it, is right there. Greenville Triumph, obviously right there. But... This is a bit of a heated rivalry right now because they have been disputing all year. They keep disputing that we are not the defending USL League One champions from last year because we never beat them in the final because they had COVID cases um, and we're not able to travel for the game. And so we just were, you know, we, we were named the 2020 champions. But that being said, they're arguing against a team that went the entire season as the number one seed in the table. Never let go of that ranking. It's ridiculous. Better record, better immune systems, <laughs> reigning champs. Um, and so, I mean, honestly, it is. It's we'll say uh, the fact that we did draw this past Saturday is tough because that makes the only way we really can get out of like a neck neck tie for one and two with them is go to Union Omaha later in the season and get a win on the road. And that's going to be tough, but at the same time, I think this team can do it. They just got we got to be able to start scoring more consistently. We got we cannot have lulls in the offense and defense like we did in the second half of that game. It was not ideal as far as like we we had like zero possession. I felt like the first like thirty minutes of the second half. So still got the tie. Still got the tie. Currently sitting. Still first place in the uh, in the table. Union Omaha, as I mentioned, right in second place with 10 points as well as us. Uh, Enter Miami in third with nine points. And you get Richmond and North Texas rounding out four and five with six points. This Saturday, Zach, we're on the road at Tormenta. Uh, sitting ninth, ninth place with three points. Uh, four losses on or four draws on the season. So or losses actually yeah four losses on the season so looks like the triumph probably can go to the tormenta get a win and ideally this is a game where you can try to get a couple extra goals to help that goal differential which i do believe we are top of the league with goal differential currently if you're looking at that so um that's ideal that's useful go get a couple extra goals to make help that look better um and then hopefully like i said we can go get a win on the road at union at some point get those three points that would separate us, I think, for that first place. Uh, Zach, you planning to come over for the game Saturday? This Saturday? This Saturday. We'll be watching it on the big screen, obviously, with it being on the road. I do believe there's going to be a couple Reedy, Riot, uh, Reedy River Riot uh, fans that are traveling, a good few of them. I saw a couple of them traveled for the first away game in North Carolina, so... It's good to see that we're getting away f or fans of the way games. And, uh, yeah, definitely going to try to travel for a game this year if you're in, too. Book me up. Let's get it Let's get it on the schedule. On the schedule because we got to schedule things out as adults. Yeah, I got I to gotta check my calendar. <laughs> I'm starting to really understand, like, the Stu Gods backing out of commitments. <laughs> <laughs> you say you do things all the time. It's so easy to be like, oh, God, was that today? <laughs> I agreed to this. <laughs> I already do that too much because I'm like kind of a yes man. Like when in terms of like if you ask favors, and I'm like, oof, those add up and time passes quickly. Exactly, mm -hmm. and nothing ever is as short as you think it's going to be. It's like oh, I'll take two hours. It'll be four actually. Oh my gosh! So Zach, 
Where are we going next? Football. There's a couple football topics. We can talk basketball, but if you want to hold off on the basketball, I understand. That's fair as well. Yeah, we'll hold off on basketball. Okay, let's go to the football. Turn it to the moment. Tebow! Tebow. God dang it, Tebow. I'm so tired God bless of it. him, Tebow. <laughs> God bless him. Maybe the one thing that we are the most separated on is Tim right. Tebow in this right. in the studio. All right, let's 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 take the likelihood odds. What's more likely? Tim Tebow scores five touchdowns this year, or Tim Tebow becomes the Pope one day. Which one? I'm going to give it a 50-50 on both, but I'm going to say it's 100% on both as well because obviously Tim Tebow will be the Pope one day. That's going to be happening. 100% chance Tebow's the Pope he's one gonna day. He's going to be the Pope you eventually. That's going to happen. But Three also, scores. obviously, he's going to score at least one touchdown or more this season as they're going to force the ball to him, them being the Jags and uh, Trevor Lawrence, as Tim Tebow has signed with the Jags for... I do believe it was a one-year contract, so, you know, a couple million dollars or so. He will be playing tight end, and uh, they did say he has put on a little extra weight, so he'll uh, help him block, though, because he's going to be taking on some good freaking pass rushers and trying to chip block a couple blitzing They're going to be coming with a head of steam at Tebow, Head of steam too. at Tebow. I promise a lot of players are going to be licking their chops when they see Tebow line up across from them. But big key note, Zach, this is the wildest part of it all to me. The very first day that Tim Tebow's jersey was available for sale, his is the number one selling jersey, number 85 on the Jags. Tim Tebow is back. Well, Dan, I bought us both jerseys. God dang it, man. I guess I got to wear it, but I don't like it. I'm going to state now. I don't like it. So I have a hot take about the Jags. He's not guaranteed a spot on the roster yet. He still has to work out and keep going. It's not a guaranteed one year. I don't think yet. But uh, anyways, I think Tebow signing, especially for the reasons of having a voice in the locker room, is not good. And it's not a good sign for Trevor Lawrence because I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence's enthusiasm as a leader. They've already questioned his uh, drive. He said he doesn't need football in his life. And then I saw a video today of his calls from the uh, draft night, and he ignored the Jaguars' first three calls on draft night and then answered the call from Urban Meyer. So I don't know what that means. Does that mean Urban Meyer, he only More knew of a Urban's, connection with Urban. He wanted the head coach to call him, or does that mean that he didn't know the Jaguars' number and was only going to answer the phone for Urban Meyer? Did Urban Meyer say at one point, I'm going to call you on draft night? Either way, and his reaction was, when asked, we're going to make you the first pick in the Jaguars' history, he said, I'm pumped. And then they, he were like, how do you feel about being drafted? And he said, well, let's go. So, Trevor, you're not really wowing me here. I know you're a tall guy, you got a deep voice, whatever, but not much enthusiasm, not much inflection, not the Drew Brees huddle leader that I want my franchise guy to be for a team that we're trying to turn around here. So, is Tebow signing confirmation that Trevor can't lead an offense? I was about to say, it really does seem like you're sort of swung, swung me on that a little bit. That like it does sort of scream that when you're when and it's not like they brought in Tebow before they did the draft or even like right after the draft. There was a couple weeks where you know Trevor probably was trying to get himself established, and maybe Urban did see it early on. He was like, maybe there's not really the leadership I need out of my quarterback here, so we're gonna bring an ex quarterback, ex leader in 
put him at a tight end. You know, we're going to talk about him being big in the offense and stuff, but like in reality, Tim Tebow is really just there to talk people up, keep people happy, keep people on the same page, make it a locker room. You know, I do think that's real. I think it's all a plot to get Trevor Lawrence broke out wide. It's your number one wide receiver with Tebow throwing to him. That would be. I don't know how that would work, but at the same time, Trevor Lawrence seems Look at like him. He's he more of a receiver. Okay he's got the long hair. He's long and tall guy. He's got the long hair. It's got, it's, uh, you know. He's got it. Athlete. Athletic. 6'4", measurables. Break him out wide. Tebow, drop him back. All right, Zach. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, ex-quarterback of the Clemson Tigers. Clemson Tigers having to do... The first season in three years without Trevor Lawrence this year will be opening up with Georgia, and they have announced that it will be a 7.30 kickoff in the Charlotte Stadium. Primetime. Primetime Bank of America Stadium. And, bro, we're going, right, Zach? We're going. I, I don't I, understand how to buy tickets. I don't game. know how to get tickets. We're going to have to look My into that. My mother wants to go to this game, and I can't answer. I it's, I. Can't Scotty find wants out how to, to buy tickets through Clemson. No I one will tell go. me. No I one think will call everybody me. wants to go. No one calls me. I think this may be something where we got to go through Bank of America strictly. We'll have to figure this out. But Zach, you have to buy them at Bank am, of America. Am I allowed? Like, do you want to get tickets together? Because I have a question for you. As far as a Clemson fan, obviously you will be rooting for your team while you're there, and I am a pronounced Georgia fan, and I will be rooting for my team while I'm there, and I have no problem sitting next to you. I won't feel like, you know, it won't bother me. You got to understand. But some people I feel like could get bothered by having an opposing fan around them where you may not cheer as much as you would want to cheer and stuff. Traditionally speaking, no. I don't want to sit beside a Georgia fan at a Clemson-Georgia game. But there's the aspect of heckling. So maybe I do want to sit beside a Georgia fan and heckle if we're winning, especially if that person brings it on me first. But here's the thing, Dan. You'll soon experience this because Georgia's on their way to winning a national championship. Clemson's won two national championships. I, I've gotten my kicks already. I'm playing with house money for the next 55 years of my life, 60 years of my life, however long we're here. I'm content. Bucket list was one championship. I got two. Got three overall. I've got three since Georgia won their last one. That's true. Subtle three, jab. That is a jab. Subtle in the jab. Gut. But the thing is, is like, if Georgia kicks our ass by 40, I'm going to be mad. But guess what? I could die a happy Clemson fan right now at this moment. Dan, you're going to get there. When y'all win a national championship, you're going to be like, hell yeah, that was the best moment of my life. And you're going to realize college football, it's just a sport that I get to enjoy now. It's I don't really... have to live with the ups and downs, the wins and losses. It, I've been to the promised land that is the college football playoff and hold the trophy up high. And I don't really need, I don't live and die with my team as I much anymore. You. And I, there's some fans that may say that makes you even want it more. But once you've been to the top of Everest, going the second time is not as sweet. Well, I get you on there. And especially like once you, like you said, you got two of them. But, and I feel like it may not, my love for college football may not be off as much, but there's definitely not the pressure of like, like, I do feel like at this point, most years, me and Scotty are talking or me and so Andy are talking at the beginning of the season and stuff, and I'm like, I mean, I do feel like it may be our year, and I feel like this is a team that should be able to go do it, and, like, 
there won't be that at the beginning of seasons as much now after after it happens i will be you know it'll be like yeah this is just another football season i'm glad football's back and the thing is it's once you get it done, then you can start put the mindset changes to, oh, it's time to do it repeatedly. We got to be able to be and that. that and that's the thing. It's like, you're not as nasty of a fan. You're not like unentitled of a fan. You can, you could, it's like, you know, you're good at that point. You know, you're mm-hmm. good. Like LSU fans aren't out here like talking crap to like Kentucky fans or something like that. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously there's people get nasty and heckle no matter what, but like Alabama fans, fans can really look down on anybody and you don't really have to talk crap because you know you're going to win and like Clemson fans like it's not that fun to talk crap to Carolina fans anymore because like you know we're going to win like it's it's yeah I I love the sport of football but I don't I'm not the type of person that's going to be nasty in the stands of the year absolutely like, we score a touchdown I'm going to scream well that being said even if you do scream if you want to yell at me and stuff I do remember going to South Carolina games with Paul Ryan and Bradley and Bradley, he would take out his frustration of the cocks by looking at me and being like, F you, Daniel. I would look at him and be like, I love you, Bradley. So, doesn't bother me at all. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> Losing a game in person is tough, though. I so, mean, I'm more of the I'm more of the sit there and, like, just pout about it with my arms crossed. Like, I spent this money on this ticket, this stupid team, for stupid hours. I'm going to leave early mad i'm gonna sit in traffic oh i hate losing florida state when Jameis played clemson single-handedly the worst loss i've ever seen in my life in person 54 17 national tv eight o'clock at night dan what do you do with that i mean it i would sit through all of it but it would be a sulky absolutely sad daniel sitting through every second halftime i'm out i don't need it that's that's too much on the on the body to sit there and take that type of beating. So, well, Zach, how did I end up reliving these horrible, horrible memories? Well, unfortunately, I think we're about to relive another horrible memory. Why? Why do I do a sports podcast when <laughs> all my teams suck? <laughs> so, Zach, let's talk about the NBA play-in, not playoff, play-in tournament, which. The Hornets got confused with the NBA playoffs because the play-in is the playoffs, Hornets. Wake up. You have to show up. You have to play with intensity. Intensity. (laughs) Intensity. (laughs) Intensity. Which means I would have taken a tie. I would have taken a one-point loss. I would have taken a ten-point loss. Instead, we got embarrassed while the whole country was watching. I told told my friends earlier, I should have bet every dollar I owned and my mother's house on the fact that Gordon Hayward wouldn't finish the season healthy. And the thing is, it's like I took that back because I bet the betting odds would have been favorable that he would be hurt at the end of the year. Gordon Hayward's hurt. You went from the fourth seed in the East at the All-Star break to missing your chance for two weeks to lock up a playoff spot and then losing the play-in tournament in embarrassing fashion to the Pacers who got embarrassed by the Washington Wizards. So... I literally took the Hornets poster I got from the game I went to last week, Dan, off my fridge, crumbled it up, and threw it away and said, this team is garbage, and I stomped through my house and left. Well, no, the Washington Wizards, uh, who had lost to the Celtics because of the play-in tournament, had a little bit of a weird setup, but, you know, uh, as you said, the Celtics, or the, with with your Charlotte Hornets, man, you said it, that the All-Star break, y'all, y'all were number four seed, 
But then everything started, was clicking. Y'all started getting injured. You had the Lamelo Ball injury for a while, and that definitely hurt you. As you said, Gordon Hayward seemed to just struggle with being consistently out of the in and out of the lineup. Um, and when you don't have those two players, it's not that the team isn't great or good from there, but I feel like there's not anybody that's like Lamelo facilitates so much for y'all. And so, uh, but he takes ill-advised shots. He's 19 years old. Exactly, we're the Young second team. youngest team in the league. Your starting center is Bismack Biombo, when he should be a third stringer. Cody Zeller can't start, but he's a great second stringer. I mean, just look at your Hawks, man. They fire their coach. You got the league-leading rebounder in Capella, who's the first uh, rebounding leader for the Hawks since Matumbo in like the 80s or 90s. You got Trey Young coming off injury. You got all these role players and. 27 and 10 since you fired your coach. Gets us into the uh, 4 4 5 matchup against You're the, telling me uh, the Hawks Knicks. are that much better than LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, <laughs> Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward? I would Oh my god. I, won't, I don't want to say god. they're not better. I'm not saying they're they better. They are better. They're much better. I'm just saying as far as experience. It's like when with LaMelo it's the LaMelo versus Trey Young. Trey Young has been handling the ball in this league and like consistently scoring in this league for multiple years. And LaMelo, like you said, man, 19-year-old, he takes ill-advised shots because he's 19 years old and he feels like he has to take that shot for the team right there. When in reality, And we it's were not broke, man. Play. I mean, uh, Doug McDermott hit his first, like, six shots. He had 15 points in the first, like, four minutes of the game. Pacers shot, like, 50% from three. Say, and Sabonis and we were broke. played well. Sabonis actually didn't play that well. His stat line was crazy by the end because it ended up being garbage time blowout. But everyone else was killing us. They were making shots all over the floor. It was demoralizing. Demoralizing as a fan. What a horrible appearance. And the thing is, is like, I like our coach. I like our squad. I knew we didn't have a post presence, but good Lord. Oh, my goodness. I just, it's a monstrous choke. Charles Barkley guaranteed we were going to win. Just horrible, horrible, horrible. But anyways, Pacers go on to play the uh, Wizards in the follow-up game. Wizards win against the Pacers. Wizards are the eighth seed in the East going up against the Nets. Am I correct? Nets are the one seed? Uh, one moment. No, they're Sixers because we have the the Russell Westbrook, Joel Embiid beef in the first round. So you got Sixers playing... The eighth seed Wizards, Wizards, great matchup. You got the two seed Nets going up against Boston. Mm-hmm. You cleared the sev- uh, seventh seed. Third seed is the Bucks, who got the fifth seed Heat. I think that's a really interesting matchup, and that's the one that like I think this is a matchup where like Joel or not Joel, but uh, Sixth Giannis seed. and uh, if Giannis and those Bucks aren't able to get out of this first round again against the Heat team, that was the team that eliminated them last year in in a stunning fashion. Man, it would be a lot to say about this uh, Bucks team just being a regular season team like that Atlanta Hawks team that won so many regular season games but literally could never get past one round of the playoffs. Something to be said. I, I just have a feeling for it. And then you got the Knicks-Hawks matchup. Oh, Which, by the way, Nate McMillan getting fined by the league for saying that uh, the league shouldn't be praising the Knicks, like being so excited about the Knicks being in the playoffs, 
which they are. Like, they're acting like they're not. I'm like, you know the NBA front office is high-fiving each other when the Knicks got into the playoffs. They're thrilled because the Knicks are in the playoffs. But, you know, you're a fine Nate McMillan for that. Get out of here, NBA. Get out of here. Get out of here. And then, Zach, no Western Conference. Hmm? Western Conference. All right. So you got the one-seated Chris Pauls against the uh... – no, you got the no, one-seated jazz, jazz going up against – well, it's not decided yet, has it? Isn't uh, it tonight, the second play-in game? Yes, your second play-in game, I do believe, is tonight. So we have Warriors against the Grizzlies yes. tonight to decide who's the eighth seed. Eighth seed. Because LeBron hit the miraculous three-point shot. Did you hear this how you said he saw – he was seeing – Three rims. He probably saw more. Draymond, dirtiest player in the league. But at the same time, LeBron, stop it. Why does there He's have to old. be... He's old. He may have eye problems. There's got to be caveats on everything he does. Everything's got caveats. Oh, you know, I hit that shot, but there was like, you know, my my pocket had 60 cents in change, and I'm like, LeBron, what are you talking about? As NBA as shorts have pockets? I guess, but, you know just ridiculous at this point but yes lebron hits the the warriors looked good though man it was a great game steph curry's crazy it's insane you know also else is insane i've said this before how much you look like steph curry. <laughs> it is insane every time i see steph curry dribble up the court do something amazing i'm like not only is this crazy and i feel like i know steph curry because he's a local guy love the horn it's all that he looks just like daniel Except for I don't have the basketball talent that he has. Daniel's strangely. like six to seven inches shorter and just not as good at basketball. <laughs> I literally Same cannot person. do anything he does on the basketball He's missing court. some of the ethnicity, but Daniel, it is uncanny. I'm missing all the athleticism. How much you look like <laughs> Steph Curry. Like, like, you have to be Steph Curry for every Halloween forever. That sounds... Just dribble a basketball. Just around. dribble basketball by Steph, the Steph jersey. Or you just walk around with like a, a miniature goal. You're just you think making I could, three. The question on. is, do you think I could buy the Seth Curry jersey and pull off the Seth so but I can you swap look, it up? No, both you times. look more like <laughs> Steph. You don't look like just a member of the Curry family. You look like <laughs> Steph Curry. You hey, look Dad, like Dell, my dad Curry. You look like the greatest shooter of the basketball in humankind history. I will take that title, but the same. Time. I look like <laughs> Seth Rogen. You look like. The best shooter of the basketball of all time. <laughs> I look like Seth Rogen. Okay, man. Quote of all time. I love it. Hey. Seth Rogen looking good, Zach. I'll tell you that. Flow. <laughs> Phoenix Suns playing your Lakers. Do you think that's rough? Who do you feel worse for? I feel bad. Do you feel bad for the Lakers? I feel bad for seven? Chris Paul or doing all so this bad. work. And Devin Booker is going to get all the credit <laughs> if the Suns do anything in this series. But at the same time, they're probably not going to get out of this series. You got you big think? men that are definitely going to mess with Aiton. You have LeBron, who is not going to guard Devin Booker. LeBron's going to guard Jay Crowder, maybe. Jay Crowder, and, probably. And then, uh, he's just going to let. He's just going to let, I guess, KCP guard Booker. Booker's going to get some numbers. He's going to. I think. And Schroeder is not going to be able to keep up with Chris Paul that well. I mean, defensively. Cause I think Crowder really is a key to the series I mean, as far as for the Suns. Like, he's going to be able to sort of. He's, if he can sort of keep LeBron in check a little bit, he can hit a couple threes like he did with the Heat last year in the bubble. You know, I bubble. think he could be a huge piece of this series. Uh, number three seeded Nuggets. Playing Portland Blazers, I think that's going to be a good little matchup. 
Uh, and then your four five seed in the West is going to be your Clippers Mavs. I think that's going to be interesting because the Clippers are going to be pretty. I think it will be pretty salty after getting booted out of the playoffs early by the Mavs last year. So like I think there's going to be a little, little uh, fight, a little bite in this one from the Clippers. Yeah, and uh, I actually got to see the Clippers in person dismantle the Hornets. That was the game I went to. Got to see Kawhi and the. The crew. Kawhi and the boys. In person. I'm glad they played, too. Uh, Play-in was nice for the end of the season. Not as many teams tanking. Not as many teams resting starters. With, uh, like, a week left in the season, every single spot in both conferences was up for grabs. I do. I appreciate you saying that. You like that because, uh, you know, I obviously like it, but that's just because, like, I'm not – I haven't been watching the NBA for – I'm not – for a long time. I'm not – source uh, used to how it used to be or anything so like hearing it from you a person who i know who's watched the nba his basically entire life uh being so you saying that you like it because i mean i know a lot of people obviously don't like this within the league like teams within the league did not like this teams that like the lakers were clearly unhappy with the fact that they were having to play an extra game it's just lebron just lebron but lebron always got to be giving his caveats out there well he is the old social justice leader of the NBA. So, I mean, he's got a brand to upkeep here, and it's it's polarizing, and he's got to keep people pissed off. You know, He's got to keep himself in the media. It really just is him keeping his name in the media all the time. I'm a, is... Lebr- I'm a LeBron guy, though. I used to be, uh, about 10 years ago, people used to call me a closet LeBron fan, but I'm pretty much a LeBron fan. I didn't like LeBron when he was with the Heat. I appreciate LeBron going back. Cleveland and getting them the championship and even staying there a second year after that championship thing and like you know giving it another go um with a team that was lackluster if at best um but yeah you know and I also I don't mind LeBron at the Lakers I just personally it's like LeBron always has to sell to like there's always got to be extra stuff like LeBron can't you just be like hey man we won that game way to go us Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he could have just said, wow, I'm glad I made that shot, but he said like four more sentences. He's got to have 800 caveats. He could have like, just said, I'm cash, homie, and he would have gotten no blood. Yeah, like there. Kawhi would have said zero words. Kawhi would have been like, <laughs> I just ran out of time, and I had to shoot, and I made it. That's literally the exact and he words. Said, and he would have laughed, and then LeBron just has to – it doesn't have to be dramatic. If LeBron so literally dramatic. just owned it and said, I'm the greatest player in the world, of course I made it, and Mike dropped, he would have been fine. Exactly. Mike drops sometimes. Don't keep talking. I keep talking a lot. Mike drops sometimes. All right, Mike drop. 